Hi, my name is Peter Mo, and I'm from Tourism Ireland's Nordic office in Copenhagen. Today we will be talking about Belfast's most celebrated claim to fame, the Titanic. We have the perfect person with us here today to enlighten us on this, Scott Shaw, from the Visitor Experience crew at Titanic Belfast. Now Scott, you're very welcome to our show today. We all know what the fate of Titanic became, but Scott, what did the construction of the Titanic mean for Belfast? Well, hi, Peter. Thank you for having me today. The construction of the Titanic for Belfast really incorporated so many new job opportunities, career aspirations for many people across Ireland at the time. Belfast in 1911 was enjoying the greatest boom in its history. Industries such as rope making, linen and shipbuilding were three of the, the bigger industries at the time that were doing so well and job opportunities were arising through them. It was the largest rope works in the world at the time in Belfast and Belfast's nickname was Linenopolis at the time due to being the okay. largest producer and exporter of linen in the world and then shipbuilding as we know with Titanic was a huge industry at the time and in our first gallery mm. in our experience we named it Boomtown Belfast um, and it's where you can discover more of what Belfast would be like in the early 20th century. Fair enough. So obviously then the Titanic had a great influence in in, in creating a boom for the city and, and making it a great place to be but what happened after that Titanic sank? Did it have any impact on Belfast? Huge, huge. So obviously, first of all, so many uh, families and friends obviously were lost as well as that. Then the sinking happened on the 15th of April, 1912, as we all know. And it resulted in two specific inquiries by both the British and US governments, specifically the British Rec Commissioner on behalf of the British Board of Trade and also with the US Senate at the time. And as a result of both of the inquiries, it led to changes in safety practices following the disaster, most notably being that every passenger and ship vessel from Titanic's disaster right through to today now have to have enough lifeboat spaces on board. As you would imagine, it just makes common sense mm. to us today for every single person on board, every soul. And in our exhibition, there's a 33 foot wide plan of Titanic, which was designed for the British Inquiry. And it's now on display in the exhibition itself. So that's kind of, the, I guess we have that, well, horrible disaster to thank for, uh, for better safety for all ships going forward. But what impact did it have on uh, Belfast as a city? Do you know? It left a huge legacy. Just the ship itself being built here, launched as well. It was a huge feat of engineering at the time. It was the largest moving man-made object in the world at the time, not to mention the most luxurious as well. And something the people of Belfast are very, very proud of as they go forward now and think back to the history that they had at the time. The visitor attraction here pays tribute to all the hardworking men and women of Harlan and Wolf, the shipyard which launched and created Titanic. And we're, we are proud with our building in our 10th year to now have welcomed just over 6.5 million visitors from 145 different countries. And I think what's really special about Titanic Belfast is the authenticity. It really is the home of Titanic and no better place to hear her story being told. Fantastic. I do agree. I've, I've been to the museum myself. It's a fantastic experience. I've recommended it to everyone. But to give our listeners a bit of knowledge, what do they experience when they visit the Titanic Belfast experience? I, I, you said first that they enter the, the boom period here, but what else? Happens? Yes, first gallery, Boomtown Belfast. Um, 
Titanic Belfast is the world's most authentic retelling of the iconic story, as well as the world's largest Titanic experience anywhere in the world. It's a self-guided tour. You just go through at your own speed, taking through all the information across nine interactive galleries where you discover the sights, sounds, smells and stories of the ship, as well as the people and city that made her as well. Also with a ticket to the Titanic experience. If people come here, they also can get on board the SS Nomadic, which sits just across the road from us, only a two-minute walk. This was the last remaining White Star Line vessel in the world and the original tendership for the RMS Titanic as well. And as we said earlier, we're in our 10th year celebration, fantastic, um, of our building being here and also the just past the 110th anniversary of the sinking of Titanic. And we now have a temporary photographic exhibition on display uh, for people to visit. And it's named The People Who Built Titanic Belfast, which showcases oh. our iconic building's creation and the people who helped to make it happen. So visiting Titanic Belfast and the SS Nomadic really is an unforgettable experience. So you mentioned there are nine galleries. What are those galleries? So the first, the boom time, then what follows? Boomtown Belfast, the first, it's nine galleries across four floors in the exhibition. And it caters to, to all people from all walks of life as well. Um, there are lifts, elevators, escalators, stairs, whatever is needed to cater to everyone coming through and into the exhibition. But through Boomtown Belfast, we go then into the shipyard and there is a six minute cable car ride. Very gentle. Now, this is not a roller coaster. <laughs> It gives you a, an idea of what the shipyard would have been like at the time, the sights and sounds you would hear right, yeah. just through audio above your head on the ride, the workers telling you what a day in the life in the shipyard would have been like. From there, you move through into the launch of Titanic, 31st of May, 1911, looking at a huge window over the original slipways, which sit just at the back of our building here, which detail mm -hmm. where Titanic was actually launched from and is the original standing place where, where it happened. From there into the interior of Titanic, the fit out, as well as looking at the cabins, what the inside of the ship looked like as well, into the maiden voyage, looking at each of the ports that Titanic stopped at. And from there then into the sinking, detailing obviously what happened, Morse code messages, taking you through sort of the last minutes and hours of Titanic going down, as well as the aftermath and how the portrayal of the media from books to movies, music has taken us through probably into modern times, into how we maybe think of the story of Titanic. A lot of people don't know it was a real story, but it was a real ship that was built. And obviously it is many people survived, many others didn't. And we're trying to respectfully tell the story for everyone as well. That sounds like a, a very, it's, well, I actually, I don't need to say it sounds like it is a very encompassing experience. You really feel that you've, you've like the, the whole journey of seeing how it was built, how all of that happened, what went into it. And then the, the tragic stories from when it sank, uh, the, the messages that, as you mentioned, and then seeing the, the aftermath at the bottom of the ocean. We, we have just uh, photographic footage or video footage, excuse me, of, it was a, I'm trying to remember the name of it now, <laughs> and wreckage just from remotely operated vehicles that went down to yeah. look at the wreck a few years ago. So we actually have real footage of the wreck itself mm. and how it sits two and a half miles below the sea surface is how far Titanic's wreck sits currently. Yeah. And we have that on display just to give people a real sense of what it actually looks like today. 
Yeah, I have to say I, that that really stuck with me that uh, that film. Actually, yeah. So, so you mentioned the SS Nomadic, but what other traces of Titanic's impact can you experience in Belfast? Titanic's impact as well. Well, in Belfast city centre, there at our city hall, there is a Titanic memorial there as well to mm-hmm. those that helped build the ship, but as well as that perished and died. The memorial at the city in the city centre of Belfast. But again, just to reiterate, as we said earlier about Titanic, just leaving a huge legacy just on the city as a whole, huge feat of engineering. Being the largest ship in the world at the time, people are so proud. From then, there were 100,000, the estimates are 100,000 spectators came to watch Titanic being launched initially from the slipways just at the back of our building where we are today. And it's something that has carried on through the generations that We obviously are speaking today about this most famous ship and so many other nationalities, as we said, just over 145 nationalities have visited us before. And as a result, everyone has a piece and an an opinion of Titanic as the years go on. And and it's something that we're very proud of here at Titanic Belfast to really just inspire and enlighten those around us to the story and how it happened. And the hotel today, less than a stone's throw, directly beside us. It was opened in 2017 as a, a luxury boutique hotel. Lots of the the interior, the decor, lots of models and photographs of Titanic and just paying homage to the history there. And they were part of the hotel, used to be the headquarters for Harlan and Wolf in Titanic's day, as well as the original drawing offices where they drew the plans for Titanic all from scratch, all by hand, which then was done in the drawing offices in the hotel, transferred across by the tracers onto starched linen. Again, the linen tray that was doing so well at the time and then towards the construction. And that is all right beside us, just in the hotel, just next door. That's fantastic. So you mentioned Harlem and Wolf. So was was it Harlem and Wolf that made it? Yes, Harland and Wolf. They were Edward Harland and Gustav Wolf. They were the shipyard, the company here that was given the contract really to build the world's largest liners at the time. The three sister ships, Titanic, we know, of course, but before that, there was the Olympic, the, the, okay. the first of the three sister ships launched in ni- 1910. The Titanic followed then in 1911. And then in 1914, the Britannic and the three sister ships all built to the same luxurious design interior everything to be identical it just so happened that titanic was a little bit heavier in the end which is why it was the world's largest moving object at the time okay so they i mean although the titanic sank and it obviously had an impact harlem harlem and wolf continued to build ships yes built ships when they started the first ship they built was in it was in 1859 called the Venetian number one and on in our building itself we have I'm looking at it right now actually just across from me there's a huge green wall in the atrium the center of our building that has lots of names written on it there and they are the names of ships built here in Harlan and Wolf in the shipyard in Belfast okay. 1859 being the first one right through then for our building we stopped at number 401 which is Titanic's hull or yard number oh. um, and that was that was Titanic's hull or yard number, and it was known as number 401 in the shipyard. It didn't have the name Titanic um, until much later. But they built Harlan and Wolf ships right through then until 2003, just over 1,700 ships in total. Oh, okay. So they, but do they still make ships, just not in Belfast, or is it, do Harlan and Wolf? They've moved, Harlan, okay. 
Harlan and Wolf, they've moved more into ship repairs and mm-hmm. as well as that more into sort of eco construction, constructing of wind turbines, that, that type of work today. Um, in Titanic's day, Harlan and Wolf had just about 30,000 employees, about 15,000 of them worked in the shipyard itself. That has since dwindled much, much more in recent years. 2019, there were only 10 employees at that point. But thankfully, a London-based company helped really to inject some money and infrastructure into the area, again, which has helped them them to keep their name, Harland and Wolf, the legacy that goes with that, all of the ships, Mm. including Titanic, which were launched and made here, created, and then also then to help with ship repairs and wind turbines going forward. That's a bit of a shift, but an interesting one, at least. So working with the visitor experience crew at Titanic Belfast, what's your favorite way to experience the Titanic? It's a great question. I even looked at your your questions as, as they came through and I thought, well, what, what is my favorite part? It's all fantastic. Personally, I love just working with people. That is my, my passion. My love is just working mm-hmm. with a great team across all the different departments inside the exhibition. Everyone gels so well together. And as well as that, just meeting people from different countries every day, from different backgrounds and cultures and, and asking, what brings you here? What What's your interest in Titanic? How can I try to give you a little bit more information than maybe you arrived with that you'll leave with just having had a better experience. So for me, very much the people, that's my love of working here. I mean, then it definitely sounds like people should uh, go on one of your, your tours then, because that sounds like it'll it'll heighten their experience a bit. Well, I wouldn't say no. You're always very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, apropos of that, uh, what tours do you offer at the Titanic? At Titan- we have t- two specific tours. The first we call the Titanic Experience. That is mm-hmm. the indoor exhibition taking you through the nine galleries. As well as that, that also includes access, as we said, onto the SS Nomadic the ship just across the street, the original tender ship for Titanic. A different tour that is offered is called the Discovery Tour. And then that is a one hour in length guided tour, then starting on the outside of the building, talking about the architecture and the symbolism of the building itself, as well as the area, taking in the former headquarters of Harlan and Wolf, the drawing offices, which now may help to make up the hotel, as well as walking on the slipways where Titanic herself once stood as well, and seeing the deep rooted oh. connection that Belfast has with this once mighty ship as well. We then come back inside, this is part of the discovery tour, back inside the building, going up a few levels just to get a better view outside of the slipways uh, from a better vantage point to look at some of some of the details. Um, I don't want to spoil too much for you now. I have to try and entice people in some way to come and visit, but all the different details and symbolism around the area as well. Ah, oh, fantastic. So that, it sounds like a good way to get a more encompassing understanding and experience then compared to the self-guided tour which I did, which was great. I think so. I think think they're both, yeah. I think most people, when they come to visit us, go for the Titanic experience, being the indoor attraction. We're maybe Mm. not known for the best weather all year round. Um, (laughs) Just the running joke with all the locals anyway. Um, But the Discovery Tour really is an added, a a really significant addition to the tours that we offer. So definitely would would come highly recommended as well. I'm curious because I never got to go on, I didn't have time to go on the uh, Nomadic, but what do you experience when you go on the Nomadic? When you go on the Nomadic, you really are stepping into history and luxury itself. The, the SS Nomadic was built right beside the Titanic in 1911 and launched here again by Harlan and Wolf. It has lived most of its life in France 
at the time. It has the French flag, which flies from the back of the ship. And the reason for mm -hmm. that is because the SS Nomadic was positioned in Cherbourg in the north of France. And it was there that Titanic was actually too big for the port in Cherbourg. They couldn't come right in. So they then had to use tender ships to taxi or ferry people from the port onto the Titanic itself. The Nomadic being one of two, it brought the first and second class passengers on board. And then the SS Traffic brought third class passengers on board as well. So when you're on board the Nomadic, it really gives you an idea. It has been totally restored to what it would have been like in 1911, the interior, just oh, to give you an cool. idea of each of the decks, two outdoors and two inside as well, taking you through each of the decks of, of the Nomadic, as well as just the history of what it, what it has done since Titanic's day. It's a sushi bar at one point um, on the Seine River outside the Eiffel Tower in Paris. And even the lower decks were a nightclub at one point, just a few decades ago. So how, how times have changed. Quite the history, yeah. <laughs> well, very, very varied history. But it's now back. It came back to Belfast in 2006, and it opened to the public in 2013, really as a combo ticket with our building, which opened in 2012, which now are offered together. Sounds like a good uh, combo offer then. I love that you can go Absolutely. in and experience, because I remember in the museum, you see what the interior of the Titanic looked like in the recreations. But I like that you can go into the nomadic then and see something a bit more tangible, if you like, because I'm assuming yep. you can go all the way in and experience everything. Tangible is a good word. You go right in and it's really, it's as close as you will get to standing on the Titanic and in the Titanic mm. itself. It was built to the same luxurious design inside. They knew, oh, Titanic is too big for the port in Cherbourg, so let's build and start the passenger's luxurious journey on this smaller vessel, the Nomadic. For about 45 minutes, they were on the, the ship itself and then transferred across onto the Titanic. So that was the start of their luxurious journey. I'm really sad I missed that when I was there. I, I just didn't have time to run yeah. there. I'll, I'll have to Peter, go in and you, you see have the to, Nomadic. Absolutely, you have to come back. Well, I always try to. Are there any Irish words or sayings that you might want to share? Specifically, any any around uh, shipcraft or sailing, possibly? Oh, I think we could spend all day talking about different Irish words and um, slang that is used here. But one in particular that comes to mind uh, is a phrase of encouragement, and it's keeper lit. Keeper lit. Um, keep her okay. lit, which hmm. one one theory is that it stems from when the ship's stokers, whose duty it was to keep the furnace lit inside the ship, so that it was constantly ever ready. So shoveling coal to keep her lit was a very demanding job, and that was just to keep the ship lit as much as they could at the time. So keep her lit are coming from the ship industry. Okay. Actually, I haven't, yeah. So you mentioned keeping her lit, like keep her lit. Do you know how long it took to turn on the Titanic? Because I know that old ships tend to be better. It's better that they are always, well, as you say, lit, because it will take days to get them lit, some of them. Was was that the same for Titanic? Yes, very much so. And being the largest ship in the world at the time, obviously they really needed to keep her lit, to keep the, the furnaces burning, keep the fire and coal, shoveling it through just exactly what you've said with other ships as well very much takes a lot of time to keep them lit and keep them moving yeah because it's not what you would think of as a like when you think of a normal car you just well now you go just go in and press start uh fair enough <laughs> but a ship is is a different matter you always needed like especially the big ones you needed to keep them lit you needed to keep the fires running because 
they couldn't just die out. Then it would take days to warm up everything and warm the engines. Correct. Correct. That's that's a good expression. That's a good that's a good thing to uh, to learn. Yeah. So, so and and just yeah. a phrase of encouragement as well. So you'll find that locals would just say, "Keep her lit." We just like, keep going, keep pushing forward, just to encourage. And that's something you'll hear in in Belfast or. In just in general, probably Belfast, but in general as well, you'll find people uh, will say it all over. Okay, it's hopefully when they're encouraging you. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, finally, how can our listeners get in contact to find out more about what you have on offer? Best place to look is online. Very much our website, titanicbelfast.com, is where you'll find out more about our tickets, where you can book them, and information on the different tours that are available. If I haven't described it in enough detail, the website will definitely give you in much, much more detail um, and you make a more informed decision. And follow us on our social media channels as well, just at, at Titanic Belfast, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere else you can think of, uh, you'll find us. And we can't wait, if you don't mind me saying, to welcome visitors from both Copenhagen and all of Scandinavia, where we look, look forward to having you. Perfect. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for uh, joining my podcast here today. Thanks very much, Peter. Thanks for your time.